depends who's telling the story, I suppose. The prisoners would have one view. The people who work in the prison system would have another. And I think it's up to people to decide uh, you know, where, where the truth is. Give government propaganda and the media spin doctors the flick. And check out Doin' Time for news, views and tunes on prison issues from Guantanamo Bay to Christmas Island to prisons and detention centres everywhere. Every Monday at 4pm on your community radio, 3CR. We are still fired up and we're still talking about revolution. And hello, uh, welcome to the Doing Time show. Um, this is Peter. Um, this is uh, Free CR Community Radio, um, 855am on the dial, streaming live on www.freecr.org.au. And we uh, would like to recognise that um, this is stolen land and we this studio that we're in and the land we're on is from the um, original people of this land. Today we will be focusing on an um, interview with Ali, who is denied, who is detained at um, Adelaide Detention Centre and we and was previously in Mitre um, Detention Centre. Ali was re- recently interviewed by Green Left Weekly about the conditions of asylum seekers and refugees in Mitre. We will talk to him about this and after we will speak to DT, a First Nations warrior and activist who will give us an update on the sacred trees in Ar- near Ararat and the government is seeking to evict the protesters from the land to begin construction on the route, which is which will be demolished. Demolished. The sacred trees protesters have been there for fourteen days. I oh, have fourteen days to evacuate. So I just got on to um, Ali. I just put a song on um, John Butler Trio. Thou shall not kill. Steal. Three million megadons And if you think 
And you're with 3CR 855 AM, and we have Ali on the line. Hi, Ali. Hi, Peter. How are you? Well, was really nice song, actually. And nice yeah. to hear from you again. Oh, are same. you doing good? Yeah, very good, thanks. Just a, got a bit of flu, but, you know, the weather's pretty full on here. Uh, yeah, cold. Been, weather all over Australia has been very, very cold, actually, very likely. Yeah. yeah. So... Welcome to the program. Um, 
Melbourne Immigration Transit Centre, MITRE, has been described as a uh, hidden hell for refugees. Can you tell us about this? It's a worst detention centre. Like, I've been in Christmas Island, I've been in Villawood Detention Centre, I've been in the Bloxland Detention mm. Centre, and Kingfisher, and Yonger Hill, and PIDC, MIDC. MITRE is the worst detention centre I have ever met and seen an entire detention centre network in Australia. It's really bad, and the staff in it, uh, they don't actually really care or pay attention too much to detainees. Either they bully detainees or they're not doing the job right. And uh, I think you saw today on all over social media the sleeping officer in the office. <laughs> like an officer getting paid from taxpayers' money of Australian hard workers, mm. getting paid to actually go to have a sleep or either wake up and bully detainees. Yeah. This is just wrong. Never yes. happened in any detention center, just in a MITRE detention center. Why Why all that? Bashing, attacking detainees, bashing detainees, detain children inside detention center. It's just a, a horrible detention center. Whoever making that detention center and design it, it was really wrong. Yeah. And in, in human life in there, like uh, people get ignored, people get... Uh, isolated people get uh, accused of things they never done always they accuse them the guards and that uh, people hungry they don't give them enough food uh, mm. food is horrible uh, ev- ev- everything like uh, i've been getting a lot of calls from the detainees in there please ali come back to melbourne please come back uh, the whole detention is is going down hell more worse than when you were here. At least you help us, you help us Did come you? back, but they don't want to move me at all. I, I ask here, even Adelaide Detention Centre, I asked to be moved out of here. They 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 just left it and they didn't uh, listen to me. I said, I want to go and help other detainees. Mm. They said, why you don't worry about yourself? You're relaxed, you everything, you have everything. Why you worry about other people? I said, it's in part of my nature. Mm. I don't I don't think about myself. I think of other people, how they're eating, how they're getting treated. And I like to help people, but this is just really bad. This center, I've never seen center like that before. Is the, the go, uh, center manager is a female uh, yeah. manager, and she's just not, not operating it in a good way. Is mm. not operating the whole center in a good way. Um, the center risk manager and the, the head of security in there is anything you go to him with idea is good for detainees, he'll just say no. It's like his, his nickname is no. Yeah. Anything and all, no, 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 no. Any, anything you tell him, like, for example, they don't have a clippers for haircuts. They allow to, uh, they allow to haircuts every six weeks once. Mm. One it's haircut. like why every six uh, every six weeks once and you not allow hair clippers like electric hair clippers to have your own haircut like you, you're just making people unhygienic uh, look uh, depressed look yeah. with big beards and long hair and that is just unhygienic is not really any human life mm. to be actually living in a room with 
toilet and shower next to the bed with no door to the toilet and shower. It's just inhuman to see another human being at the front of you using toilet or having a shower. It's just not good. Oh, that's uh, true. This is a really horrible design to be living in. Mm. And it's just, yeah, a, a lot of points in there is not good. And uh, they they need to take the children out of there. They have five children in there. And most of them, the doctors and psychiatrists, uh, like fully qualified, specialized Medicare, mental health people, telling them to take these people out because this environment is not fit and suitable for kids. What? what a three-year-old or two-year-old little girl done to be detaining there. This is just a, a next-level uh, violent. I've never seen a violation like that before. And a lot of people have been talking about it, like QCs and lawyers and Alison yeah. Purchase have been talking about it in the last meeting in uh, in Melbourne uh, with uh, Active Collective with Chris Breen and Margaret Sinclair. Yep. Uh, they've been talking a, lo- a lot about uh, why the kids in detention center and why the visit uh, booking is really hard. Like a lot of yeah, people been uh, refusing visits. A lot of people been uh, like goes to the visit and all this kind of cameras and big fences, high fences and uh, top uh, top number one top security and strip searches and wine dolls and drug t- test and everything hello you you actually going to see a detainees you're not seeing a prisoner but they make you feel you're going to top security like jail or something it's maximum security yeah. it's just not good we are all a human beings it's like yeah. what these people done to be treated like that badly and a lot of them now and there is coming from Menas Island and Nauru. Like they all refugee asylum mm. seekers, never done any crimes. No. So this 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 people already suffering six years and seven years on offshore detention center with mental health problems, mm. and then they lock them up in in Maita. It just creates more dramas. Like I was talking to some guys in there. They said half of the people who came in there, they all on suicide watch and, and self-harming and all that. Why why you need things like that happening in your center? Just make people comfortable. You're not going to lose too much money to make people comfortable. Just give them better food, uh, look after them, talk, communicate with people, talking to people actually, mm. you'll achieve a good things than sitting in the office and tapping on your computer's bad reports on detainees and make them look dangerous. Just mm. communicate with people. Talk to people. They are a human being. They are refugees, asylum seekers. They're not a criminals or bad people to be actually treated like that. So you, you just um, spoke about... Yeah. Oh, sorry. You just spoke about yeah. children in detention. Um, could you talk about uh, baby Is- Isabella? Yeah, Isabella. Isabella, I, I saw her... Yesterday was my friends having visit in my detention center, and, and she was in the visit center. So they called me up, and I saw the two uh, little girls in there in the visit center. It's, it's just a horrible, like to yeah. see them. Like I feel I, I like I, I nearly tears up, nearly cried about them. Like mm. why these two little girls in there in detention center, and they around fences and around guards with no 
heart with nothing. They don't care about nothing. All they uh, all they see the detainees there as a number in detention center yeah. because they're there. And uh, what I say to Turco is treat people okay because it's getting too much. And if these people not in detention center, you wouldn't have a job. You would be looking for Centrelink or looking for another job. So get get. Get to know them better. Get to talk to them, not actually just to detain them there and then handcuff them and attack them and do stuff for them. I understand some sometimes uh, people get angry and that and frustrated like detainees and that mm. because they locked up for a long time and they don't know their future. They they get a, a, a quick emotional. They get a quick on uh, like suffering mental health and that because no one knows when this is is going to end. When this situation going to stop from detaining people, and it's just really bad. They need help. Yeah, true. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know what, what, what to do anymore with them. It's just, it's just horrible. Like they get paid to sleep at work. It's like, mm. where, where is this? In which, in which kind of detention center happening this one like i never seen detention centers before like i have a lot of videos of attacking and that but i never seen officers sleep in the job only in my detention center because they don't communicate they don't go out of their office so most of them just lazy don't want to do nothing they don't want to help detainees they don't want to communicate with detainees they don't want to help them they don't want to give them a proper food they don't want to give them a proper living uh, conditions Everything, everything. Like Even visitors. One, one of the compounds called me up uh, today in the morning. Said Ali, our hot boiling water to drink coffee and tea has been broken. The the hot water uh, hot water boiling water has been broken for nearly a month and they're not fixing it. Oh. Can you help us with it? I said. I, I said, just put a request to border force and try to ask them why why this hot water not being fixed in there like yeah. a, lo- a lot of stuff like little stuff just help them understand their points understand why they're asking this kind of stuff mm. like be in their shoes and understand them when they ask you for a little things like they're not asking too much they're not asking to bring their wives with them or to take them out excursions and and put them in the night club dancing and get drunk all night or something <laughs> they're asking little stuff just uh, simple stuff to be actually easy to be fixed like other detention centers. Like, mm. why other detention centers not always in the social media much than MITRE? MITRE has been like a, a, a punching bag. Every second is on the newspaper. Mm. It's actually, I was talking to a human rights lady. They had a meeting in Sydney as well uh, with the Refugee Active uh, Collective in Sydney as well. They right. said we consider now MITRE Detention Center is a number one waste detention center and onshore detention uh, network in Australia. Number one. They said it's the same level of the offshore detention center. MITRE Detention Center now, number one violation and breach of every single rules and regulation and the breach of co- uh, conduct and the contract is just way, way above the line. I thought Broadmeadows was—I mean, not Broadmeadows. Um, Mirabong was bad, wasn't it? But they closed that down. Mirabong, you said I've been—I've been in Mirabong. Yeah. Mirabong is, is 
less, less, like a lot of people in Maita, like one of them is me in Maita, I was, I wish I got to Marbinong. Marbinong, at least you got proper chairs, proper couches in the room. Oh, you, got right, your right. Own, you, you got your own TVs, you, you got your own be- bed, and uh, yeah. a lot of things in, in, uh, in Marbinong better than uh, uh, Maita. Maita is just way, way, way. At least you got door for your own toilet. You got couches in the common room. You yeah. got proper chairs in your room and a proper table to do your paperwork. Right. Yeah. Not I'll, like Mita. Yeah, I was seeing, I was looking from the um, visitors' perspective. It was um, they were more, more strict over there. Uh, Marbenong uh, uh, used to be bad. Yeah. But they shut it down and they opened Mita, which is they say, oh, is a less bad, but it's actually worse. Worse, well, yeah. you can't go outside after midnight to go smoke unless you get escorted by circle officers. And most of them lazy in the office. You go to him, say, please, can I have a smoke? Yeah, 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 yeah. Go collect the other people and come back next hour. Yeah. So you can't, you can't, you can't go have a smoke anytime you want it mm. after midnight. And people get really uh, stressed out over it and, and pissed off. A lot of people, like one of my good friends in there is uh, Ali, Ali Deep. He's been five years in detention center. And his missus really, really upset, hard to break, and always talk about him and want him with her outside. And he lives in Melbourne as well. Mm. He want to go out. Another person, he's been five years in detention center as well, and he's a stateless, which is Fazad, Persian guy. I think he talked to you before yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple of, couple of months ago. He, he's a stateless. They can't deport him because he's a stateless. So what's the point keeping him in detention and uh, no crime? He never been in the prison. He never been in any type of trouble. Just his uh, bridge visa finished, the two years visa finished. They put him back in detention center. Yeah. And in this two years, he was outside of of the detentions in the community. He ended up getting married and he ended up having a son. Oh, wow. So now his wife and son outside. And he's in detention center, and they don't want to give him visa. And every time he calls them up, they said to him, is there identity issue with your visa? He said, okay, well, if I'm so dangerous, how I was living in the street for two years and I didn't do nothing. Mm. It don't make sense. So if he's very dangerous, what did he give him visa and started? So two years he was married and, and working and having a, a son, and then he didn't do nothing. And next minute now you're saying it's a security identity issue. It don't make sense. No, it doesn't. It's true. So uh, it's a, a, a lot of the stuff, like me now, I'm, they move me all over detention networks, but they never move me to birth to see my mom. And she's sick and she's suffering. Oh, Imagine a... someone, I love my mom to death. I love her so much. Imagine yeah. someone, he don't like to call his mother, just so she don't cry and he make her upset. Mm. I don't call her much, so I don't make her cry and upset about it. I want to call her. I want to talk to her 24-7 on the phone, but I can't do that just so I don't make her upset. Yeah. It's, not, not it's, it's like a, a lot of things is wrong and it needs to be fixed. Like uh, in my time as well, there is not only children, there is another woman's as well, like, uh, Angela, you you would have heard about her, the old lady, and, uh, yeah. and other people, and that like a lot of people need to go out from there. Like a, a lot of girls as well, there need to go out 
they don't deserve to be there. A lot of guys, old, old, sick people, uh, suffering from uh, medical conditions or mental health, uh, mental health conditions, and yep. it's not good. No. Two weeks ago, you, you saw on the news was on the Guardian as well. Someone sold his mouth, and he was on hanging side for. 14 days, two weeks on hanging side, and he sold his mouth. Was on the news. Wow. In Maida. The Maida. So, oh, yeah, he, he sold his mouth. He he sold his mouth, so he doesn't eat anything. And uh, they're looking at these people like, yeah, they just a number, and yeah, we don't care what what you do, do whatever you wanted. No one will listen to you. And the minister just watching everything, and not acting on it like. Act on it. Uh, do something. Find procedure to this kind of people. Uh, these people fighting their cases. And the problem is with the court cases as well. It takes a long time. Like mm. between my second appeal and now, I've been waiting two years for my next appeal. Next it's appeal. just not good. No, it's not. And I win the case. They appeal against me. And now I'm waiting for their appeal against me. Two years is not good. Long, long procedure. So if you if you wanna if you wanna you can fast track the court orders. Yeah. So you don't keep people long time in detention, and eventually most of them they end up getting uh, winning the case in court, and they don't get a visa because most of them they came from dangerous country like Persian, Afghanistan, Syria, Lebanon, Iraq. These people can't get to border to. This country. So, what's the point keeping them in detention center if you if you know you can't deport them because part of federal rules and uh, deportation rules you're not allowed to deport people to dangerous countries. That's so, right, if yeah. they have a dangerous country, what's the point detaining them in here? Like me now, I got shot in my leg once and twice in my chest. Part oh. of my past when I used to work in the army. So they yeah. know they can't deport me and they agree with me. And they agree about it. So if you know you can't deport me, what's the point keeping me here? What, just spending money on me and mm. I'm just number to kill taxpayers' money on me and making it an excuse. Oh, they're so bloody dangerous. What bloody, uh, so bloody dangerous? I've been four years now in detention center. That's not good. I've no. never done any violent crimes. I've never done any drugs. I've never yeah. done anything bad to them. So why I'm in detention center? And they say, oh... They're dangerous, they're dangerous. Where's the dangerous? I live now with families in here around me, families, wife and husbands and women and that. No one, no one's saying anything. And I'm not saying anything to anyone. So how we are dangerous? Why, yeah. why, why we are dangerous? How, how you know we are dangerous? Do you read our minds? Like, if you mm. read our minds and you go like special machine, people need to know about it. Maybe it will help them understanding more if you got like a little special machine reading people's futures. Oh, <laughs> this one dangerous, this one high risk to re-offend, this one this, this one that. It oh, just don't make sense. We have, we have to go, we've got another interview soon. Um, yes. Could you uh, tell people about the um, the website, the Facebook? So the Facebook uh, website is 501-CIRCO-ERT. So 501 Circo and ERT. That's the Facebook page where everything goes online on it and it shows the bullying and the videos and the pictures and the evidence of Circo bullying detainees, like attacking them, bashing them, saying yep. bad words and swearing at them all the time. 
uh, pictures of them being sleeping at work, pictures of them being corrupted, pictures, a, a lot of pictures and videos on that on that page is 501CircleNERT. Thanks um, very that much. That page is on Facebook. Thank yeah. you very much. Thank, Thank you, you, mate. Have a good night. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. All right. See you. See ya. And that was Ali, um, who's in detention in um, South Australia. Um, we'll just get to the next interview, um, which is um, will be DT from um, the um, Secretary Embassy. Um, so, a quote from the um, Ararat Times announcing. Friday, that Western Highway Duplication Project will be altered to protect two two culturally significant trees has been met by with mixed reactions. The sorry, the has yeah been met with mixed reactions. The announcement from the Transport Minister Janika Allen's office stated that the route between Bungor and Ararat will be realigned to include one around one kilometre of the location design changes. This will retain two birthing trees and that's... um. Very um, disappointing. Um, there's a call out that um, on the 21st to go down there to the sacred trees. We'll get on to um, DT in a minute. I'll just put it on a, an announcement. Three CR are selling kefir Palestinian scarves in support of the last factory that produces them in Hebron, Palestine. All profits will be donated to the reconstruction efforts in Gaza and support Palestinian industry. These are traditional scarves available in red and black, or you can choose from a modern design. Go to 3cr.org.au slash shop to buy online or drop into the station during business hours. people in Australia in the Pacific have borne the brunt of nuclear testing and this was not done unconsciously. We found documents in the British archives saying that yes there is a certain hazards but only to primitive peoples, those that don't wear clothes and don't wash unlike us British. So the sort of racism inherent in this whole operation was known and understood from the beginning that these were the casualties of a larger imperial policy and that they were able to bear the brunt because there were very small populations and didn't have much political voice and as we fast forward to today we see that same thing. 3CR, keeping you informed about Australia's nuclear past and present. At such a time it's important to have a voice like 3CR, steady, constant, sane and committed to a nuclear free Australia. So at the moment we can't get on to DT um so I'll just go to this song it's from um, a band called Blank. 
Um, I'll just go to an announcement. Red alert. Numbers are needed at the Japurung Heritage Protection Embassy camps immediately. Sacred birthing trees on Japurung country need protecting. Over 50 generations have been born on these sites and the birthing trees themselves are 800 years old. These trees are being protected from the Victorian Labor Party's planned highway extension that is set to destroy this sacred dreaming landscape. The cops are coming with eviction orders very soon. The campaign to protect country is led by Japarang traditional owners who are calling on people from all walks of life for support. You can help by joining traditional owners at the camp on Japarang country near Ararat or by donating and putting pressure on Daniel Andrews to protect this sacred land. Visit dwembassy.com for more information and updates. No trees, no treaty. VCR are selling kefir Palestinian scarves in support of the last factory that produces them in Hebron, Palestine. All profits will be donated to the reconstruction efforts in Gaza and support Palestinian industry. These are traditional scarves available in red and black or you can choose from a modern design. Go to 3cr.org.au slash shop to buy online or drop into the station during business hours. And you're with 3CR 855 AM. Um, we've got DT on the line. How are you, mate? Whoop. How are you, mate? <laughs> yeah, going all right. How are you? Oh, pretty good. Um, how's it going down there? Pretty good. Yeah, we're going okay down here. We're just um just uh yeah, remaining um tight tight knitted and, and remaining faithful and remaining focused. Yeah. So can you tell us about the eviction notice and uh that was given to the embassy? Yeah, we were given a um a, a notice of fourteen days to vacate um by Major Roads Projects Victoria. Um, on part of that notice, stipulated on the notice was take your cultural possessions with you. Um, don't know how we can take our cultural possessions with us. Oh. Can't take trees with you, really. Can't take the land with us either. No. Um, and so, yeah, that 14 days, and, and that officially runs out on the 21st. So as of the 22nd, um, they could move in at any point, at any time. Right, yeah. So the eviction process. Yeah. So it's the whole land, isn't it, and the trees and the rocks and everything there. It's not just two trees or what the... Um... Not just not just two trees, but mm. come on now. We, we connected to our country and our land and our That's landscape. It. I'm just going by the um, what the minister's saying. Yeah, well, that's that's how they go. You know, they stipulate that they can, you know, that they can separate a tree from a land. You can't separate them; they're both connected. That's it. Yeah. So, according to Ararat Times, the transport minister, it appears that some trees shall be protected. Um, yeah. It's not really a good solution. What What do you think about that? Could you talk about it? Or? 
that's not a good solution at all. No. It's still going to destroy the landscape. Yeah. going to destroy a lot of hills and, you know, a lot of big mountains and all that kind of stuff. And it's going to take out a lot of the, the landscape. And the... Did you say that's going to take out? That's going to take out a lot of our dreaming, dreaming a lot yeah. of the, a lot of the songline to this part of the country as well. Yeah, and that'll be like basically genocide, isn't it? Like, it's devastation. Yeah, devastation. Yeah, you know, songline is also a part of who we are. Every single day, you know, our waterways and our land and trees and animals and rocks and everything that, you know, is involved with the land. Mm. So why are some trees are getting protected and some not? They say some of them are culturally marked and some of them are culturally not. <laughs> that, that's this, what is the system, this is a system, you know, system mm. of oppression, how we deal with things. Yeah. Can't just save the can't just save the land and all that's connected to the land. They've got to talk about specifics, separate stuff. You know, separate things, and it's all connected. Yeah, separating the land from. Yeah, well, they're separating land from the, you know from the dreaming, the songline, land from the trees, land from the animals, land from all all sorts of things. Yeah. Um, can you tell us about us? Will the traditional owners be resistant? The yes. We'll be very, um, we'll be very resistant in the, in terms of very peaceful. Yeah. Um, no violence from our end. Um, we're not the uh, we're the protectors of our country. We're not the um, you know the the, the the decimators of country. Yeah. So we're not the ones who harm. We, we're the ones who look after and protect. And so we'll we'll do that on the front line and. And if they should come in with their force and their their brutality and and whatnot with the you know the Australian police and and whatever other army services they, they want to use to remove us, we'll we'll remain um you know non-compliant and we'll you know we'll we'll do it in a peaceful peaceful manner. Mm. So the uh, someone this question someone my friend Marissa wrote. Why can't there be uh, a cheaper route option or why can't motorists just reduce speeding that's preferred better than cutting down the sacred trees? Yeah, there is a there is a cheaper route. The northern option. Yep. Sixty six million dollars cheaper. Really? That's a lot. Yeah. Same it's a lot level. more um, less it's a lot more less um culturally damaging as well. Hmm. You know, it doesn't doesn't interfere with you know much of much of our culture that we know of so far. It's there, yep. so we're still yet to be able to go and you know have a walk down that particular path and see what's what's to complete a proper culture heritage management plan within that. And see what's there and do some mapping and whatnot. So we're very much you know advocating for the northern route and. So what happened but, to that? How come they're not doing it? Well, they haven't. They haven't. They haven't. I don't know. It's something that they haven't looked at. We've advocated for it. We've been shouting for that. We've been saying that the whole way through, and they still want to continue this business line, oh. this particular route. 
Mm. Must be something to do with um, money or... I mean... <laughs> Uh, always, Paying people. always got something to do with money. Yeah, isn't it? It's their, it's their whole, it's their whole, you know, their whole regime. Everything is built around the money. Yeah, capitalism, basically. Once they, you know, I'd love to see them try counting their money, holding their breath. Mm. So, uh, 21st, did you say that the um, call-outs for the 21st? Yeah, the twenty first is is a day that it, the um, fourteen day eviction notice runs out. So as of the twenty second, they can move in at any time. Mm. And so yeah, we're um, uh, asking for for mob and for supporters and brothers and sisters and uncles and aunties and those who want to stand in solidarity with us to, um, to come to our country and to stand in solidarity with us. Yep. Um, How yeah. The- Go about doing that. Um, is there a Facebook? And... Yeah, there's, there's a, we have a website. We have a Facebook uh, website page also, um, www.dwembassy.com. Yep. Um, yeah, they can go on the website and have a look on there and, and contact us through there, or they can contact myself on Facebook also, Zalanak Jabmara. Um, they can also... Um, Either hop in the car and and uh, travel down this way. They can come bare. They can um, hitchhike down this way. They can walk down this way. They can ride a push bike. They can jump on a train. Mm. And where they're going is uh, to Ararat. We're based about ten kilometres just outside of Ararat, along the Western Highway, uh, opposite Worry Atkin Road. Worry Atkin Road. Yes, that's correct. Oh, thanks very much. Um. Hopefully, um, we get a bit of rest and stuff. And um, well, hopefully, hopefully, but there's still many work to be done. There's still plenty of unfinished business in our country. So yeah, yeah. I'll get my rest one day, brother. Yeah. One day. Yeah, you sound sound a bit um tired there, bro. Yeah, we've been going through a lot today. We've just been sifting through a lot of paperwork and a lot of um, legalities and stuff. Oh right. So yeah, bit bit much on my my cultured brain, that's for sure. <laughs> is there um? So you're working with lawyers too, aren't you? Yeah, we are working with lawyers and whatnot. Oh, cool. Well, thanks very much. I'll we'll get back to you um, hopefully before the twenty first. Yeah, no problem. All right, take care of yourself yeah. and everyone Bring there as well. You're all right. Okay, cool. No worries. See all right. You. No worries, brother. See Bye. You. Bye. That was DT from the um, embassy, Jabrong Embassy in um, near Ararat, and um, yeah, they need people down there at um, before the twenty first, even now. Um, so you go to um, you can look up Sacred Trees or Jabrong, um, and get there. It's Jabberong is D J A P W U R R U N G. So we'll just go to a um, song called um, "Rivers Rivers of Tears" by Kev Carmody. <laughs> 